Hello and welcome everybody. I'm really happy uh, to welcome you to our first ever uh, Responsible Manufacturing podcast. Uh, this is our first episode and I'm really happy that we have a very special guest here today. Uh, with me is Sebastian Zenetti, who is co-founder of Umavo and also managing director. Uh, welcome, Sebastian. Hey, everybody. Björn, thanks for having me here. And maybe before we go into the topic, maybe you can say a few words about you, uh, your role, but also Umavo as a company. Yeah, for sure. Um, basically, as you told, I'm, I'm managing director. I'm also responsible for the sales at the company. Um, Umabo is specialized on customized eyewear, um, especially about the whole process and the background. It means we are taking care about the software part, we are taking care about the designs, um, as well as the production and the sales. Okay. And uh, I think what is very special about your company and your eyewear production mm -hmm. is also the production process. Maybe you want to say a word. <laughs> yes, that. for sure. Um, we are using, for the production process, we are using selective laser centering, which is the, it's the only technology out there where we can really produce um, its production just in time, mm -hmm. but as well as uh, the customized process. So every frame is individual. Um, and it's nothing about to produce 100 times the same frame. Now it's more about to produce really each for each individual. Mm -hmm. uh, and we invited you, uh, we're sitting here together because we did a study uh, together. We yes. uh, asked the Fraunhofer Institute in uh, Freiburg to do the study. Uh, and it was a comparative study on conventional manufacturing mm -hmm. versus 3D printed uh, eyewear classes. And uh, maybe you can say a word why you are partnering with us on this study um, and what your expectations were. Mm -hmm. Well, at first I need to say that I'm um, telling, like everybody in the industry, I'm telling everybody since a couple of years that uh, production technology themselves is more sustainable than the traditional way, um, which I was produced, um, because it's so close, we have less um, um, less material. Uh, we can reuse a big part of the material and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But at the end, um, there were never uh, a study at our application where we have the proved effects, mm -hmm. and that's the um, yeah the, the, the main part um, where we wanted to be part of the study. That at the end we have really numbers. Um, where we can say, okay, it's a couple of times more sustainable. So the idea was to get a proof that it's more sustainable. Then now, of course, the obvious question is, what were the results? Um, yes, <laughs> pretty good question. We were really excited about that uh, because at the end, um, it was something like a big question mark for us. But the result is amazing, simply amazing. Um, the production process themselves, including the power production, um, three times more sustainable than, um, for example, acetate production, which is the traditional way of um, plastic manufacturing in eyewear. Mm -hmm. Okay, so three times more environmentally friendly, meaning mm -hmm. uh, the carbon footprint exactly, is yeah. three times less than with a normal uh, exactly, process. Yeah. Okay, and that's, that's really a nice uh, result, uh, I have to say. What mm -hmm. are you gonna do with that result? I mean, mm -hmm. you plan anything with that? Yeah, for sure. There are many ways to use that uh, because the, the study is more than just we have now a number. Um, we see exactly where are the, the key points where we can improve in the future as well. Like um, the study also 
shows us uh, show us where we can really have to go more deep inside uh, the development, mm -hmm. where we have proof um, space for improvement in the future. Mm -hmm. And for sure, it's also something we want to communicate because at the end we want to be a 100% um, climate neutral company. And um, at the end, facts are the most important thing for that because there is so much greenwashing out there and this is the base for everything. And so and can, you, can you share a little bit with our, uh, yeah, with our audience what are the levers, what are the measures that you can take to make it even more uh, environmentally friendly? Yes, for sure. I think the study um, shows really clear that we have the most space for improvement in the development of the powder. Mm -hmm. That means at the moment we have a reuse rate um, of used powder with fresh powder of 50-50, also 50% from each. Mm -hmm. um, which is quite good because in, in the traditional way we have more than 80% waste and from our waste we can reuse 50%, this is quite cool. But if we find a way together with EOS and um, with the powder production themselves, uh, if we find a way there that we can the, the rate of reuse um, improve to 65, 75 or maybe in the future 85%, that has a massive impact on Uh, the sustainable part of our whole production process. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned carbon neutrality, and uh, I know Yumavo is doing already quite a lot mm -hmm. in the area of sustainability. Maybe can you share a little bit on what mm -hmm. you are doing, but also what would be interesting for me to see if there's interest also from your customers, B2B mm -hmm. or maybe also the end customer? Okay, two huge questions. <laughs> I try to be short and on a point. Um, we did a lot. Uh, we started two years ago to go really deep inside that process. And mm -hmm. first step was really to find out where are the most waste, where have we space for improvement. Um, after one year, we started really with the process. And since January 2021, we are a 100% climate neutral company. Mm -hmm. For example, a couple of things that we are do doing, we are plastic positive. Um, we um, take care about the oceans. Um, we have something like uh, we take care about forests because you can never improve the process to 100%. So you have to um, um, you have to find a way to really um, compromise what what we have at the end. Um, mm -hmm. Then we have uh, climate neutral shipping. There we have a partner with UPS. Um, I'm super happy that at that point we find out that a lot of big companies as well are taking care about nature, mm -hmm. which is for me today uh, one of the most um, or the biggest topics you have to take care. About your second question, um, which is also quite cool, um, um, we have to um, say that we have a business to business, um, B2B, that means our customers are opticians and the end consumer is well one part of our customers. And we see, or I was super happy and super surprised that um, we see that the opticians are super interested in products um, which is taking care about sustainability. And so there is no, I mean, there's no different or there is no like, uh, like it's not a challenging area that you have the business on the one side and sustainability mm -hmm. on the other side, but it sounds more like you're really incorporating that into your business model mm -hmm. uh, and that is uh, working out for you as well. Mm -hmm. For sure, Bjorn. See, we are a young and innovative company. I think it's also everything about the wipes. Mm -hmm. The wipes we communicate to the uh, opticians, the wipes we communicate to end consumers, but as well the wipes we have inside our team. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, I was so surprised how happy our team was that we dived so deep into mm -hmm. that part and how proud they are uh, to be on that journey with us. Mm -hmm. And I think um, you cannot say it's only for the end consumer, it's only for marketing. I think it's for everything. And uh, as a young company, um, especially innovative company with that kind of technology, um, I think it's the basic for everything and not only a marketing tool. Yeah, and maybe you can share a little bit about the, the long-term vision. I mean, where do you want to go with 3D mm -hmm. printing and sustainability? Is there any big vision you have out mm -hmm. there? For sure, we, we saw at the study that one point is for sure to improve stuff like the powder, but as well, our long-term vision is really to produce in the markets for the markets. So the fashion industry is working with centralized productions um, and it doesn't matter if they are in Germany, Italy or China, they ship the stuff all over the world and then it goes again to the retailers. What we want to do is use that technology and we have the background of that technology to do that, is really to produce in the markets for the market. That means we have shorter delivery ways in terms of sustainability, but as well working um, places in the markets for the markets, no problems with taxes and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Um, so this is really the long term, um, what we are want to develop. And I think we are not super far away, but there is a way to go for sure. I think it's yeah. exciting uh, to hear what you're doing mm -hmm. already and how that uh, comes all so nicely together. Mm -hmm. uh, and we enjoyed also the, the I enjoyed personally mm -hmm. the collaboration a lot uh, on this study. Mm -hmm. Maybe as a last question, was there anything you learned you still didn't know about 3D printing through that study? <laughs> yeah, so, um, since we are dived into that kind of technology, uh, the production technology themselves or by ourselves. Um, we learn every day new stuff, but also the study showed us that you cannot have a look only at the 3D printing part of the whole production process. Um, it's all about to taking care about also the steps behind and in front. Mm -hmm. And at the end, uh, the key is really to find a way to stabilize everything to a level that we have no waste at the end, that we don't have a claim rate or something like that, especially in times of production in time and especially with customized eyewear because mm -hmm. we cannot go and say, all right, this product is not perfect. We can use another one. No, we have to start a production from the beginning. So this was also the result of the, of the study. And yeah, that's the key at the end. Thank you very much. I think that was very in inspiring uh, and you've already done a lot uh, mm. and you have a journey ahead of you and we're happy that we're partnering on this one. And before we let you go, uh, of course, I have a little present uh, for you, which is this uh, T-shirt. It shows mm. our responsible manufacturing hummingbird. Mm. Uh, so this is for you as a little reminder. Thank you. <laughs> and also uh, the hummingbird, which was 3D printed, of course. And I'm happy to welcome now my second guest for today. And that's uh, Sebastian Kichert from uh, Fraunhofer Institute. Welcome. Sebastian, maybe can you introduce yourself uh, for a second? Yes, I will. Thank you very much, Björn. So I'm a research associate at the Fraunhofer EMI and also a lecturer at the Albert Ludwigs University in Freiburg. 
And my responsibility is there the sustainability assessment unit um, in order to investigate technologies and products. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so what's your research background, so to say? Yeah, so my original background is actually aerospace engineering, where I mainly worked for a decade on um, materials and the assessment of materials in automotive and um, aerospace applications. Mm -hmm. And later on, uh, in the recent years, I shifted more and more towards sustainability assessment. So that's my main focus nowadays, the environmental and economical assessment of um, products. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. And do you have any experiences yet with 3D printing? Did you do some, some research in that area too? Yeah, actually, yes. Yeah, we have actually two EOS missions at Fraunhofer EMI, and we investigate um, the manufacturing processes and also the design of additive manufactured products mm -hmm. um, at our institute. Yeah, and also want to combine this our knowledge there with um, the environmental performance mm -hmm. of additive manufacturing. Yeah. So I'm glad you're here. You're also using uh, EOS machines. Uh, that, that's wonderful. Um, now we've done a project together. Maybe can you say a word how we started uh, this? How uh, did we start this project together? Yeah, so you originally contacted us via our work for the Verein Deutscher Ingenieure, where we investigated automotive applications and the environmental impact and compared those to uh, conventional manufacturing. And we wanted to adopt that to uh, Umavo Aware, yeah, which is a customer of yours. And that's what we did, basically. Yeah, perfect. And uh, maybe you can tell us about uh, the topic of this study. So what was it all about? Yeah, so mainly we wanted to use life cycle assessment methods and we wanted to analyze our environmental footprint. And also we wanted to investigate how can we improve, yeah, what are the hotspots of um, the additive manufacturing of those um, IVR frames. Mm -hmm. You mentioned life cycle assessment uh, or LCA. Uh, can you describe that in a bit more detail? Because I'm not sure if everyone uh, knows what this is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So basically, the assessment of environmental impact, that's not that easy. Yeah. So if you have a product and you want to know what is the environmental impact, yeah, you have not only to look at the use of that product, but you have also to know about how it is, how is it manufactured? Yeah? What, mm -hmm. Where are those materials coming? How do we dispose of it? Yeah? So that means we have to investigate all those phases of life, as we call it, and um, have to uh, analyze those. Yeah. So uh, all phases of the life cycle of the product, uh, is that defining also the process for such a study? And how do you, uh, how do you gather the data? Where do you get the data from? Yeah, actually, like if you talk about additive manufacturing, that's quite a challenge yeah, because the um, interaction between the design of the product yeah, and also the manufacturing processes, yeah, how and where do those materials are sourced, how can we reuse those materials, it's quite complex. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that means we, we have to uh, um, assess a lot of data. Yeah. We have to get this data somewhere in order to build our product system, you know, to, uh, which we require for analyzing the product. Mm -hmm. And was it easy to get the data? I mean, did you, I mean, are there databases or where did you get the data from? Yeah, actually, that's um, where we needed the help of Umavo and EOS, of course. Yeah, we had directly to go into the companies, yeah, and 
to investigate there, to analyze what are the supply chains, how are the manufacturing processes uh, set up, and have then um, to implement that into our analysis. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was quite a lot of uh, work. Uh, of course, it sounds yeah. like, yeah. Okay, and um, maybe coming back to the, the to the study itself, uh, we had two main uh, research topics. Uh, can you say a little bit more about those two? Yeah, basic. The basic objective of our research was a to identify um, the environmental footprints of our IVF frames. And second was to analyze, to make a hotspot analysis, where, uh, what, are, what is contributing to those footprints. Mm-hmm. And uh, the results, I mean, that's the most interesting part uh, probably for everybody. So what were the main results from your perspective? Actually, those results were quite surprising, as you know, for us. Yeah. So we initially, we expected to have similar environmental impact as the conventional manufacturing processes, um, where we got data from the Sustainable, uh, sustainalized um, uh, um, report of a life cycle assessment on uh, conventional manufacturing. And actually, um, the additive manufacturing for our IVF frames in Germany um, performed much better from the environmental perspective. Yeah, so we had like roughly one third of the environmental footprints. Yeah, and that was surprising because um, that, that's not what we expected. Mm-hmm. And uh, so th- and that was also the, the, the highlight, um, the carbon footprint, or uh, what about the frame production, for example? I mean, we had those, we, we looked at that separately as well. Yeah, I mean, the frame contr- uh, manufacturing is one of those contributors to the footprint. There are also others, of course. I mean, if you look at the um, um, supply chain, yeah, where, how does, uh, the product, the IVR or the IVR itself, and come to the customer. So those were also contributors. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if we talk about manufacturing, yeah, that that has an impact. Yeah, and here, um, the interesting thing is um, that the additive manufacturing was actually also performing with lower footprint in the manufacturing. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And I, I can tell you, I did several other studies. Yeah, on aerospace applications and. Um, automotive applications, and we've seen here often um, due to the benefit of light weighting, yeah, we have a g- good environmental footprint, yeah. But here we were also we also saw that compared to the conventional process, we performed also better. Yeah. So also the manufacturing process uh, itself, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, <clears throat> so we mainly looked at the global warming potential, the the carbon footprint. Uh, so to say, but a life cycle analysis also includes more categories. Can you uh, uh, tell us a bit more about these other categories? What are they and what were the, the key results from your perspective? I mean, basically, we looked at all recipe impact categories. Yeah, those include also material depletion, ecotoxicity, eutrophication, others. But uh, the main finding was basically that the majority of those impact categories behaved similarly and the trend um, as our climate impact. Yeah, so what we found for the climate impact was was roughly the same for for those other impact categories. Mm-hmm. So in o- overall, we can say that in almost every uh, category, uh, we had good results. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, I'm sure. I mean, as you are a researcher with quite a lot of experience, I'm sure you also saw things to further improve or. Uh, maybe had some recommendations, uh, what else uh, could be done to even further improve the carbon footprint of this product? 
Actually, I mean, if you look at additive manufacturing, we have here the energy sourcing and the material sourcing, which are very interesting. And here, I mean, you already use um, regenerative energy in uh, the manufacturing process. So that was also already considered. Yeah. So there was not that much improvement potential. But if you look at manufacturing, yeah, in particular, those material cycles of the feedstock, yeah, the powder, mm -hmm. yeah, the polymer powder, that is really a huge leverage um, to improve environmental impact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's interesting for us as well. So we have we'll have a deeper look uh, at that, and maybe it's also one of the next uh, episodes that we will do on uh, on powders and. Um, so coming back, I mean, you said in the beginning that you've done several research or similar, also similar research topics. Uh, was there anything special about this project? I mean, there are two things I would um, say here. Like one thing which was very interesting was it was the first time um, we looked at, uh, um, at the full manufacturing chain um, of a final product. Yeah, not only at the additive manufacturing processes, but also at the um, post-processing. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So that was all included in our study. Yeah? So that was the first time for us. Yeah? And the second was um, um, that we saw um, how in that process um, the feedstock loops were handled. Yeah? That was also quite interesting for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And do you have any recommendations what next research topics in this area could look like? I mean, if you could have a wish, uh, uh, what would be your next project in this regards? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, so mainly if you think about additive manufacturing, yeah, one huge challenge is that it's very difficult to um, predict yeah, how the environmental footprint um, of a specific production route for a product is mm -hmm. going to be. Yeah, mm -hmm. And so that's in itself already a lot of um, 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 research potential there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and that's that's a question we basically have to answer. But further on, what is also quite interesting for me is if you think about those huge movements with respect to individualization um, or customization mm -hmm. um, of products and also digitalization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how that interacts with um, additive manufacturing, that's also going to be a very, and also the um, environmental impact, yes, that's going to be a very interesting question in the future. Mm -hmm. So that's also something interesting for us, so maybe we can talk later uh, about this as well. Then maybe um, the collaboration, I mean, you, you said we had a couple of uh, partners involved, how did you uh, find that? Was it a complicated project? Was it easygoing? Uh, what was your impression? Yeah, there I have to say it was a fun group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, often a huge challenge we encounter is this data acquisition at mm -hmm. the companies. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. often quite difficult. And here I must say we met a very motivated and also interested crowd. Yeah, who was also by itself interested into improving um, um, their environmental footprint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, have, and I have to give that back. Uh, so it was also from our side, it was a lot of uh, fun working with you and a good work, work collaboration uh, uh, with you. Maybe last question, was there anything new that you learned about 3D printing? Yeah. So now um, I have to think a little bit about it. So, I mean, one thing 
I learned was yeah actually what I already told you before uh, like that um, that that having to look at the whole process chain until final product that was quite quite interesting and as an add-on yeah so that's a more per personal interest if you think about we all get packages from Amazon always yeah so so one way what we investigated was also our um, um, was the the the, um, the delivery to the mm -hmm. customer mm -hmm. via internet, yeah? and that mm -hmm. was quite interesting for me to see how large the impact um, of the packaging, for example, and so is. Yeah, so I I didn't expect it to be that that large. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So okay, then thank you very much uh, for your support, also for joining us in this uh, interview, and of course we have something for you as a little present, and I have to pick that up here. Let me show that. That's our T-shirt, the Responsible Manufacturing T-shirt, oh, wow. and our little, where is it, like that, our little hummingbird, which is our symbol for Responsible Manufacturing, and we would like to give that to you as a little thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So. And if you have any more questions to Sebastian outfit. or the project itself, then please get in touch with us. We're happy. Uh, to answer them in one of the next episodes. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Sebastian. You're welcome.